Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Pod Diva. Hello, I'm Shah Bailey, featured writer of Diva Magazine. In this week's Pod Diva, I chat to the incredible Nana and Rose from Tutu's podcast. Tutu's podcast is really out here to bridge the gap. They talk to all kinds of different people from all different walks of life and they really take the time to authentically connect, engage and inspire their guests and audience. I don't know if you can tell but I'm a huge fan. In the conversation you're about to listen to, Nana and Rose are super authentic. They open up to me about all things tutus and they also give us a couple of diva exclusives. Have a listen and then go grab a copy of the February issue. Pod diva. Hi tutus. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How is there so much joy in your voice? It's just like, "Hello, hi." <laughs> it's the podcasting. <laughs> it is the podcasting, yeah. I'm into this. This is going to be the easiest interview ever. Well, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much for joining Diva. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having (laughs) us. Well, you know, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I am, obviously, you guys already know that I'm a little bit of a a fan. I'm not afraid to say. I'm a a Tutu's fan. I'm a listener, so, you know. We love the the sports. We love it. (laughs) Here for it. The reason that I wanted to interview you guys is because you do so much. People often talk about you and I've heard lots about you, but I haven't heard much to you because you guys are the ones usually doing the interviewing. So <laughs> first thing I want to do is pass the mic back and just ask you, is there something that you want Diva readers to know about you? Hmm. You know, I want people to know that as much as we are LGBT, as much as we are Black, as much as we are women I want people to know that we are many other things as well like I'm a mother our sexuality is not our whole being mm. as well as much as it is a, it's something we're proud of and it's a part of our identity I just want people to know it's not our whole being mm. with us in our community like we get we get so caught up in the fight like for the rights and stuff like that and it just becomes our whole personal mm. brand and we just need to normalize it whenever we whenever we do that we force ourselves to stand out sometimes it isn't stand out it doesn't normalize it we don't, mm. we don't just blend in with everybody else and as much as we need to be visible we need to be visible so people can understand that okay these people exist but we also need to also fight for us to be, just be normal mm. at the same time as well so but yeah that's what I would say I mean I agree with you I think it just needs to come down to the fundamental that we're just we're people in it we're people we are more alike than we are not do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, as you said, like we fight this fight, but it's just it, I don't want it. I don't want it to be this huge thing. Oh, this is a gay person. This is just a person fundamentally, and I think that's what's important. And I think we're getting to that point where it is normal. For instance, like having to come out and stuff like that. It's it should just be oh, like I've got a girlfriend, a woman who has a yeah. girlfriend, and it's just it's just normal. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so, yeah, just 
normalize different people and unique people and everyone's existence I think that's important yeah I think that's one of the things I love about you guys because everybody talks about being authentic but you guys are like what do you want people to know about you oh we're just real people we just keep it real how amazing is that well I found some quotes from you two that I absolutely love so Nana you said go where love is and it's Mm -hmm. a really curious quote for me because I love that But I wanted to explore what does that mean to you and how do you know when the love is real? It's funny because I think before when I used to say go where love is, it was mostly about, you know, find your tribe, find your community. Because obviously, like when you are exploring who you are and finding out who you are as a person, there may be people who just don't get it. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially if we're talking in the context of being queer, like, you know, family members or like people that you've known for a long time. As soon as you you, you say, oh, yeah, I'm a queer person. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I don't agree with this. Or I don't agree with this lifestyle. And that's where that saying came from for me. It's just like find your community, find your tribe. But also I think it goes back to that, that first answer. Fundamentally, like we're just human beings. So you're realistically your community, you can find that really anywhere it's a judgment thing it's a discernment thing you have to be able to discern where that love is and like the people you have to be able to judge who is going to be able to hold you when you need it and provide a safe space for you I think for me like when I came out I had to make a decision between my faith and live it authentically and I've Mm. sort of had to like and when I made that choice I neglected my spiritual self do you know what I mean? So now it's it's not just about, oh, I'm a queer person and the, the focus is on queerness. The focus is on everybody. Like the focus is on finding community wherever you can, you know, whoever provides a safe space for you. That's where it is. So go where love is just means that to me now. So it's changed um, quite recently. Yeah, thank you for owning that because I think a lot of people get stuck in, oh, I said this and I have to stand by it. Mm. It's so beautiful how you acknowledge that that's that's the evolution and that what it mm-hmm. meant to me then has maybe changed to what it means now love you guys Rosie mm-hmm. the quote of the day from you that I found is your queerness is something that allows you to be greater so can you tell me well obviously I can see but can you tell me a little bit about how that's manifested as a truth for you for me I would say it's been tapping into my truth it's been all about um just accepting who I am and just walking within that and existing loudly the way I do I think with um, building our platform and everything like that I think it's as well as much as other people watch or listen to our podcast and watch our YouTube videos and they say things like oh you know we're inspiring and stuff like that me just being there is very therapeutic and me being loud is quite therapeutic because it forces me just to be myself you know I can't be anybody else whereas I think that before before we had the platform I used to worry about like what people thought about me I used to worry about all these things and it's weird that it's worked in reverse for me Mm. but that's just how it's worked and you know the more visible I was the more I was stepping into my queerness so so even things like being at work I'm on this podcast saying things like you know you need to step into your truth and stuff like that but then before at work I was hiding myself if people ask me if I had a boyfriend I would say yes just so that I didn't have to talk about (laughs) my queerness you know, even though they're asking me, but you know, I still used to deny it sometimes because just because I didn't want to deal with the extra questions. But now I'm just me, you know, I might instead of lying, I might just um say I just answer it however I feel like answering it in the moment, but it's never denying who I am though. 
yeah so for me I can't be a hypocrite and be telling people on one hand to exist loudly and but I'm but I'm doing something else so it's definitely held me accountable and the confidence that I've seen myself grow I'm proud of myself I'm able to take accountability for, for times when I'm doing wrong it's I think it's just made me an overall better person you know just stepping into my truth and that is my queerness is why it's made me a better person I love what you said about being visible is about being vulnerable and it's not always easy to just be like here's me and it's so easy to sort of have to hide and change and be like a chameleon in different spaces but being more queer has made you more you and I I can really relate to that as well one of the things I love about you both is that you're unapologetically black LGBT masculine sometimes androgynous sometimes just in your own vibe and you just do it with your whole chest yeah unapologetic <laughs> no explanation but it's not something that we've always seen consistently and I wanted to ask you why is black LGBT plus representation so important and specifically as masculine presenting women why is that even more important I think seeing as definitely believing, I think when we were coming up, we didn't see people who looked like us. And that is the reason why we started our platform in the first place. We saw black, queer women, but there was a lot in America. And so that doesn't represent us. Of course, the culture is totally different. As I said, like seeing as believing, we didn't have that. And it was just like, we didn't feel like a huge pressure or responsibility to take that on. But it was just something that we wanted to do because we didn't have it. And we felt like if we had that, life would have been just a tiny bit more easier instead of like when you're coming up and you're like oh I'm having these same sex you know attractions and and you're thinking it's wrong and it's not natural and all these things but when you have people that look like you like living in that in their truth it validates you do you know what I mean and it's so important to feel validated when you're moving through this life because there's certain points like especially when you're younger maybe teenage years it's so uncomfortable like when you think about like going through puberty that mm-hmm. was really really uncomfortable and then having that added layer of queerness and not feeling validated or feeling like you're doing the right thing or you know living your life in the right way I always say yeah it might sound dramatic but I always say it's like, it's like a life and death thing like if you're not able to live like your your true self like it's just the mental space like I remember the mental space I was in you know before I came out it was just it was the worst and I, I don't want people to feel like that do you know what I mean so that's why and just be like masculine that's another layer the intersections that we have to navigate is just is huge in different spaces as well so it's just like yeah that validation giving people that validation is really really important mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosie was meditating for you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think black representation, LGBT representation is important because just because we exist, mm, just because we're there, so we should be included. Like mm-hmm. we, we definitely have that right to be there, to take up those spaces because we deserve it and mm-hmm. we it is ours just as much as it is everyone else's. So I think that's why it's important. And it's important because our stories should be told, our stories have character, soul, our mm-hmm. stories have joy and all these things. It's not everyday trauma. I think when it comes to the black community in general, we're always expected to speak about our trauma and mm-hmm. expected to think um talk about why 
where we should be allowed to claim spaces and stuff like that. We're going to be there whether you like it or not. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but with there's so much joy into being black and LGBT, like why would you not want to celebrate that? Mm. It just it just doesn't make any sense. So why would you not want to celebrate True. that? Also, we're having black masculine presenting, even different types of black masculine presenting, because what that means to me might mean something different to Nana, might mm-hmm. mean something different to you and everyone else. So I think even having that different type, again, it tells different stories and it also resonates to other people, especially I think as older LGBT people, we don't, we kind of owe it to the younger ones to tell mm-hmm. our stories. So they, have, so they have someone to look up to, so they have they can navigate their journeys better, and just so they have some sort of it's not really a, a blueprint, but it's just something. It's like almost like a a plan that they can mm. see. It's just an example or something that, that it works see. out. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> a lot of our generation, a lot of people say that they never saw. They never saw anything coming up. We've had to come go through a lot of traumas just to be able to exist and be comfortable with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it would be great if younger Black LGBT masculine presenting little girls and, and non-binary people didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. If you could just see someone, it'd be like, yeah, that's a bit of me. That's mm-hmm. me. It just makes it so much easier. And again, there wouldn't be so much trauma in the journey. Mm-hmm. It would just, just be about that soul and that joy and that happiness. And yeah. Yeah. We that's... want people to be able to skip the trauma. Yeah. There's enough now. There's enough people. We've had enough trauma, you know. We don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raking through the ancestral mm-hmm. curses. Diva. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One of the things that I know I keep saying this, but another thing that I really enjoy about you two is that you do celebrate joy. Tell me and tell Diva about the live show, please. <laughs> the live show. 
<laughs> the live show is funny. We obviously we've been doing this podcast for two years, planning we wanted to have a live show in 2020, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And yeah. then the pandemic hit. Uh-huh. Don't want to say it too loud before it comes back. <laughs> I don't know that. We were looking forward to it because it's very different to have, you know, the podcast where we just go, we speak. It's like we're speaking just as friends without an audience but obviously people listen to the podcast and we only really realize that when we look at the numbers when you put those numbers in a room it's a lot of people so it's like oh my god all these people listen to the podcast and I guess that's that's a testament to how relatable we are and how relatable the podcast is we decided to an opportunity came for us to collab with London 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 Podcast Podcast Festival we was like yes let's do it it was just an alignment do you know what I'm saying was it just everything aligned was like we want a live show yeah. They came to us, was like, okay, this is perfect. We felt safe with them. They gave us like creative control to do whatever we wanted to do, to set up the show how we wanted to do it. That gave us like the confidence as well. Yeah, we basically just had yeah. to show up. We just had to show up. Yeah, we, <laughs> we had to show up and be ourselves, and we're good at doing that. It was an amazing experience. So we sold out. So first, they gave us capacity of 100, and we sold that out in nine days. Yeah, we were the first podcast to sell out as well. The yeah, festival. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were the first podcast to sell out. And then we upgraded because I was like, before when they gave us the room, that first room, I was like, I don't know we can do better than this. None is better than me because I said, yeah, hundreds <laughs> enough. <laughs> I was like, I know we can do better than this. And then we sold out in nine days. And then I was like, okay, we need an upgrade. And they gave us an upgrade, 200. And we sold out again. It was amazing to see everyone in the room do you know what I mean because you don't get that when you're, you're recording a podcast but to feel everyone's energy and the excitement and the joy it was just so beautiful to see all those faces just looking back at us and laughing with us and you know interacting with us yeah same when we record the podcast we don't have reactions on people like mm-hmm. we don't see who is watching another, another thing about having LGBT a black LGBT podcast is we are quite a small community there isn't that much reach. So if you would just look at us on social media, for example, like some of the more mainstream, like white LGBT podcasts, they will have people tweeting about them every day, using the hashtags every day. But we don't get that. Sometimes we get like two a week, maybe it's like one. Nana's girlfriend is probably sometimes is the only one every single week. (laughs) (laughs) We can see the numbers. We're like, there's a bit of a disconnect. Mm. And with the live show, we were able to get that connection those numbers became human and personalized mm. and we spoke to people after the show during the show we were they were shouting at comments and laughing along we had a game where um we spoke about past episodes and people actually knew the answers and it's like wow these people really engage with what we're doing you know and it's not just about social media like they just engage in their own time in their mm. houses that's enough for us yeah like Nana said everything just aligned and it was great to meet like some of our listeners and do you know what was really good for me is how diverse the crowd was mm. when I saw the white people in the crowd I was like there's white people in it yeah like, the white people in the crowd yeah yeah it just goes to show like the aim of this podcast is to bridge the gap mm-hmm. and we are doing that if there's yeah. people outside of our community that are here there were straight people there there were um men there every sort of identity that we are not we saw them we mm. saw them there so there's there's that connection and that bridging the gap that's happening that was beautiful I think for me just seeing how diverse the crowd was was beautiful Hopefully, we have another one soon. We have another one soon. Yes. <laughs> That's an exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. You heard it here first. Obviously, you talk about bridging the gap, which we're doing. You're talking to different people from different demographics. You created something magic. So now you've created it. What's the, the mission, the goal? What's the big dream? 
we're still quite at the beginning of our journey. We've been really blessed to have some opportunities that we've had and for it to grow the way it has. And it talks about a lot of lessons about consistency and stuff like that. And I think right now for us, it's about applying those lessons to continue and be even more great because there's so many more people that we can reach mm-hmm. and that we love to reach and we love to connect with. Yeah, some of the bigger goals is to... Um, you use our platform to do give awareness to what's happening in Ghana with the anti-LGBT bill and those are the impacts that we want our podcast to make mm. it's all good and well we're getting brand deals and stuff like mm-hmm. that but we really want it to make actual government changes other countries and just to free other LGBT people like if we have the privilege here even though we're black and we're LGBT in this country we have laws that protect us and we need to use our privileges to help our queer brothers and sisters around the world mm-hmm. so if our podcast can do that that would be like that's done it's done yeah. it's done yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get messages all the time where people are like oh thank you for having this platform because it's really helped me learn and it's really helped me you know explore who I am and stuff like that and even if it's just like one person that we can help that is that's me done you know that's me made you know <laughs> I think for us the aim and what we started when we started was to like uplift and hold people up and share different experiences because it's not just about us you know there's so many different people that exist differently and that's what we want to do we want to be able to always Mm -hmm. highlight people lift them up celebrate them Mm -hmm. that's really really important so yeah if we can continue to do that I am happy Mm -hmm. with that what we've seen this year specifically with the anti-LGBT bill is that we are privileged and we need to acknowledge that and we need to find ways to um, spread awareness as much as we can and we've been doing that there's there's a goal there I think yeah we, have yeah. To, we just have to use our privileges where we can mm. for other people yeah if that means standing outside the Ghana embassy you no know, shouting at them <laughs> we're gonna do it you know <laughs> we're gonna do it I'm coming we even feel sometimes we feel a bit helpless because we're talking about all this stuff like oh yeah I went out with my girlfriend and little things like I went out with my girlfriend other people is is huge to them they can't do that so if we could like somehow actually bring them into our world and try to help them experience that that would be amazing big goals guys thank you for those goals rose you touched on lessons you said you've learned a lot from the podcast is there something for both of you that you could say has been like the biggest lesson or that made the biggest difference Mm -hmm. I think for me it's been obviously we're lesbians for me I've learned about other members of our community more especially trans and non-binary people mm-hmm. like going into this podcast I would say I didn't know that much about non-binary people I didn't think I needed to know none of my friends were non-binary and I just saw it like that but no like these are members of our community if we're asking people outside the LGBT community to take a moment just to learn about our existence mm-hmm. so that they can understand our existence I need to do the same for people within our community it just yeah. doesn't make sense just sitting down and speaking to different members of our community and learning even though we're one community we actually all live really differently. Mm. And it's actually really interesting to hear other people's stories. We've had like trans women on our podcast and seeing how their womanhood is different to ours mm-hmm. and how they're also similar as well has been interesting to find about, find out about. So I think that when you speak about um, sexuality and gender expression, people always think about the private bits. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And when we've had these conversations, it hasn't been about transitioning. Mm. It's just been about their stories and who they are and finding out who this trans woman or trans man or non-binary person is within their heart. And it hasn't really been about anything else. And that's been a huge 
learner for me to see them mm-hmm. as people. Yeah, I think for me is I've learned is that really don't know everything. Sometimes we can like be in a bit of a high horse and think, yeah, we know everything, and you know, there's nothing else that we need to learn. And I think it's just about being open. I think that's what the podcast has taught me is to be open. It's just very basic, like on a human level. Again, like we all bleed the same. We're more similar than we are not. So that on that basic level. We need to be open to understanding mm-hmm. different people. Yeah, always being open to learn because we don't know everything. And we say this all the time in the podcast, like we might make mistakes, we might say the wrong thing. But again, it's also about intention. It's it's for us, it's not about, you know, hurting people. It's about being open to understanding. And that's, I think, what our mm-hmm. podcast is about as well. Like, yeah, yeah you know, that's a lesson that everybody who experiences like and this journey Mm. being open to to others if you could only record one more episode with one more guest what would the topic be and who would the guest be you have to answer as a team as well because it's tutu's podcast so you can't no individual answers oh i have to deliberate (laughs) (laughs) you know if we had had lady phil on Mm, it would have said lady phil yeah She's like, yeah, she's the yeah. the queer godmother. She's so. queer godmother. Who would you pick? I don't know, because it's that's so hard. Bethany Nash, our, our queer auntie. Nisi Nash, our queer auntie. And and Jessica Bates. We need both of them on. We need both of them on. <laughs> because again, like it just goes back to like not having people who are older than us. See them live that life and seeing that, wow, that's valid. It can happen. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's possible. The possibility of it, just seeing that. And I think that's why we want. Yeah, do you know what? Why I want them is because as well, Jessica Betts was the first black masculine presenting woman I saw on TV. I remember I was in year nine. She used to be in a program called Missy Elliott's Road to Stardom where she was she used to sing. And I was obsessed. I used to rush home every single was it a Wednesday? I think it was a Wednesday. It used to come on like five o'clock. Yeah, listen, that was my show. I think no one remembers the show. I remember it because it was because of this masculine presenting person, was it? And she won. And she won the show. Like mm. she was talented. This was the first time I ever saw that representation anywhere. To see that her her journey has gone to now getting married to this woman, and they have this beautiful union where they just be themselves and they're showing the healthy love, love as well. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like you know, it's just been that wow. So in my in my childhood, mm. she was an example. Now in my adulthood, she's still an example. So yeah, she's come. Yep, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. I love this. Finally, is there anything that you want to share as a final thought or anything that you want to make sure that we put out there so people can feel you? Do you know what? I just want people to support the anti-LGBT bill. Yeah. Um, Yeah, getting rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if Mm -hmm. you just see like anything on social media about it, retweet it. Mm -hmm. If you see any forms that are going around, then just sign up. Yeah. And also talk to talk to people about it. For us, when especially like obviously we're from, you know, black families and African families, it really does make a difference to talk to people and to get people to unlearn certain things. And I think that we've done that very well. As we said the last time, Raises Mom's gonna come on the podcast. And that's something that wouldn't be happening five years ago. That would not have happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, do you know what I mean? But it's just about like speak, like actually speaking to people. I think we have a, a you know responsibility for each other. I think the world sometimes can be very individualistic. People can be very individualistic, mm-hmm. but 
but we exist together and we move together as people. And I think it's so important for us to co- collectively do the work. Um, so yes, when it comes to this anti-LGBT bill, talk to people about it. You know, talk mm-hmm. to your mums, talk to your uncles and aunties, you know, talk to your teachers, talk to everyone about it. Yeah, and just because people people feel like it's, it's a Ghanaian thing, doesn't affect me. I don't have any Ghanaian friends. I'm not Ghanaian. I don't have Ghanaian family members. It does, it affects humans. Mm, We're all humans. We're all humans. And the bill is so dangerous. It doesn't, it's not just aimed at LGBT people, it's also aimed at people who live with LGBT people, mm-hmm. employ LGBT, like all these people, if this bill was passed, will get arrested. It just affects all Ghanaians. So it's really dangerous. That's just the main awareness we want to push right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna quote you, what is it? We exist together, we move together. That was beautiful. Yes! I love Thank it. You so much, Thank, Thank you so much, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva, queers for your ears, in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review. Pod Diva, queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.